This show is partnered with Idle Champions, a strategy game set in the Forgotten Realms and available for free on Steam, Epic Game Store, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, iOS, and Android. Each week, our listeners get a redeemable code for an Electrum chest, and this week's code is P-A-R-S-R-Y-E-S-T-O-F-U. What's up and welcome to Difficulty Class, a show where we gather around this podcast table in your ears and talk about some Dungeons and Dragons. Each week we, or a listener like you, writing into difficultyclass at gmail.com, come up with a topic, question, encounter, or anything else somehow related to RPGs, and we have some fun talking about them. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, and with me this week is... Allie Deitchman. That's right, and we're going to talk about subclasses today, and yeah. they're weird, like weird subclasses. Yeah. <laughs> um... So actually, r- real quick before before we do get into it, I'm I'm sure there were plenty of listeners out there last week that were listening to it on a Friday, on the Friday that it came out, and they were like, "That's weird." They're talking about Strixhaven like it hasn't been announced yet. <laughs> right, right, yes, yeah. <sighs> Literally recorded it Monday night. Woke up Tuesday morning, and like both of us in sync went fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Their reasoning behind like, why are we announcing this so early? Oh, it's because it wouldn't make sense if we busted out the Unearthed Arcana and didn't announce a book for it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I I so wish they had. I so <laughs> I so wish they had done this Unearthed Arcana with no names associated with it and just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Just like, how does this feel? <laughs> how do you like them? <laughs> yeah. What? A, yeah. How how does it how does it feel in your soul? Yeah. <laughs> but no, they um. They announced Strixhaven, uh, and it was the the Curriculum of Chaos. Isn't that what it's called? Did I get that right? Uh, Something like that. Something like that. And um, it's coming out in November. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and I mean, this is old news if you're listening in the far-flung future. And by the way, listener listening in the far-flung future, you may be like, I don't need to listen to this. The book's already out. We're going to be talking about stuff that's like, what if how to use these stuff like that so you, you yeah. there's still there's still reasoning for you and, I, and i'm looking at the camera shaking a pen at you <laughs> like you can see me mm-hmm. but you can't like um, a teacher on zoom it's just you gotta, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um but the the interesting thing is that they have said that there is an there's going to be another book between Witchlight and strixhaven yeah so uh, that's that's very interesting to me. I remember I, there's someone who they is did. like one of the heads of Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. and they tweet they've a been, lot of information out. <laughs> mm-hmm. They've been tw- they've been tweeting some good stuff. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm all in favor. Winning or R is their uh, Twitter account. If you're ever curious about who we're talking about, so pretty much like today, uh, the 14th of June. Um, Settings update. As I've mentioned on a couple of occasions, there are two more products that revive classic settings in production right now. So on mm-hmm. top of everything, they're also working on more setting books, which is fantastic. And then also today said that there are two or three non-classic settings that they're playing around with different ways of delivering that content to us that's not digital. Yeah. Which uh, I I I'm in a couple discords. Uh, uh, the Dungeon Scrollers one was lighting up with theories. I loved it. 
Yeah. So if, if you're interested about like the actual production of D&D, you should probably go follow them. Yes. I don't think I did, which is the silly part. I don't think I actually hit the follow button. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll just go over here and look at him. Oh, all right. Bye. Butterfly. Boop. Um. <laughs> to be fair, Jeremy Crawford pretty much retweets a lot of their stuff, too. So that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, what, okay, what, uh, just out of curiosity, what, what do you what do you think the the setting books are going to be? They probably will bust out the Spelljammer. That's just my you think. Guess. You think it's coming? I think they will. I mean, they've they've done an, a lot with the Illithids at this point. I mean, and with Baldur's Gate releasing, and with everyone being alike. I mean, you could. It's either that. <laughs> I mean, you could. It's either that, or they're gonna straight up just do bring the four E setting in and just do Greyhawk. Well, uh, 4E wasn't Greyhawk. Oh, yeah. That but... was uh, the, the Ninterveil. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, the pretty much bringing those, setting. like, Greyhawk, Ninterveil kind would... of stuff. I could see Greyhawk. I, I personally, like, with that with that UA, the dragon one, Dragonlance has got to be in there. Right? It's got to be in there. Yeah. But, like, like, Greyhawk makes a lot of sense. It would be wild to me if they were like we're bringing the 4e setting we're bringing mm-hmm. the points of light back like i because i don't really think there was too many places in there that people got really attached to yeah so, like like Felcrest is cool and everything like that but like i would be cool with it though i'd kind of want to see it happen <laughs> i know it's like one of the things that a lot of people are talking about is that yeah this is all in the forgotten realms only a small corner of it to be fair and it's like well D D has released a lot of settings in their past and mm-hmm. they've gone over very specific corners of said settings instead of actually yeah. like full-on blown up settings the only ones that yeah. are an exception are like the magic the gathering ones and eberron where it's like here's a full-on new plane <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's true mm-hmm. I, 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 it's still wild to be though like oh yeah we got eberron and that just came and went <laughs> yeah Everyone, we wanted yeah. it for so long. Came and went. Exactly. And so it's like, oh, I feel like that's going to be the same thing for any other settings that they bust oh, out yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, Wild Mount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I'm just remembering all these. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's Wild Mount, too. Oh, my God. Just, just... Oh, yeah. And what's funny about the Wild Mount one is that it's against, it's not necessarily as small a corner as Sword Coast, but it's still only a part of the world. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's they, they don't have Tal'Dori in there because there's a whole separate book that's not Wizards there's... of the Coast branded on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a cool book. I do own it. Yeah. Um, it's weird for not being a big Critical Role fan. I sure do own a lot of Critical Role stuff. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, my my guess is that their settings are going to keep going back into their lore. And I'm I'm just saying they're probably going to do Spelljammer, not necessarily because I desperately want it, but probably because everyone else does. And it's not like they're See, totally deaf on... It's just... See, I, I want them to be like, <laughs> I want them to be trolls about it, where they're like, we're bringing Spelljammer back, but it's a campaign book. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I think that would be the most chaotic energy Wizards of the Coast could do. Where they're like, you're right, we are bringing Spelljammer back, but it's a campaign, and you're only getting the small area of it. It's like the Polo Descent into Avernus. It's like there's nine levels of hell, but you get to hang out in the yes! first one. Yes! <laughs> Freaking do it, wizards. I dare you. <laughs> Says the guy who really wants a Spelljammer book very desperately and badly. <laughs> um, but uh, unlike those books that we don't know are coming, we do know that Strixhaven is coming, and we got a UA for it. Yeah. Um, 
So you may have noticed we've missed a few UAs on those bonus episodes. We're 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 we're, we're busy. <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, also, if I'm being honest, those ones don't do that well. Uh <laughs> they didn't really need much explanation. They were kind of just yeah. forthright about things. Yep. Um, um but, but this one is it's a it's a game changer, like honestly. Like it's different. The, the the concepts in this UA I think are changing up the way the game plays more than the damp fear one. Because when we got the like damp fear and reborn and stuff, we're like, Whoa, what do you mean? You're having a lineage and you're, you're changing, you're getting rid of, well, I'm there and already gotten rid of the, like the race name, which I'm still fucking glad about. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was a big change up to it. Um, but really all it did was like, we're just replacing this. Yeah. Um, you, you could still be an elf, but you're a damp fear. Um, this one is absolutely wild because they're like, do you want to be a wizard, warlock, sorcerer, or bard and all have the same subclass? Actually. <laughs> it, it's, I don't think I would have come up with this concept yeah. if you had given me like five hours to think about it just on a podcast having to talk out loud to myself. That sounds like a nightmare. Anywho. <laughs> uh <laughs> the fun thing about that whole concept of like several classes sharing a subclass is that they've kind of low key already done that for half of their subclasses, but just not sort directly of. one for one. Like you can also yeah. pick this cause like pretty much it's like their subclasses are versions of different classes. Like the Eldritch Knight is like the wizard of the fighter. And then it, it the uh, Bard of Valor is like the fighter of the, bards and then it, it keeps going on like that because yeah they tried to make it so that way you can play whatever you wanted to play in whatever class you wanted to play it's like i want to be a paladin or it's like i want to be a wizard but i don't necessarily want to be like a wizard i want to be a fighter it's like okay well mm -hmm. have you heard of this uh uh sing the, the god the sword song god my <laughs> brain <laughs> have you ever just like Stopped thinking for a minute there, and then realized Yo, you stopped thinking. <laughs> you you ever just? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. I apologize. Uh, I still don't remember the name. It's a you're blade in, you're song. You're in for a good thing. one tonight, listener. Yeah. You're you're in for a good one. Oh this yeah. Is good, I got a good feeling about this episode. I'm very, I'm very happy. <laughs> very happy with this. So um, what I'm saying is, we kind of already low-key had that but nothing to the extent of what they're asking for yeah. here in this ua well, like like even last week when we brought up you know strixhaven being a rumor which it's not anymore we we were saying we i i distinct distinctively remember us saying background mm -hmm. because that's at the time what made sense where it'd be a silver quill background or uh you know lore hole background but it is it is its own freaking thing and that and the more I thought about, the more that just made sense, because otherwise, this campaign setting would have just been a bunch of wizards walking around. <laughs> yeah, wizards and sorcerers, and, that, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, in a book or you know, a, a, a magic setting, that sounds cool. But in D and D, as a player, you're like, that sounds kind of boring. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, but I kind of wanted to like do something a little bit different but so so let me let me see here so we're, we're like i said we're not gonna go through this 
word for word like we we have the previous ones but let's see so um scrolling around we got uh mage of lorehold which is a subclass that can be taken by bard warlock and wizard uh next we have because it's uh, actually quite a bit of information mage of Pris prismari prismari yeah you also get Trevor pronouncing things. Woo! Uh, druid sorcerer and wizard subclass. I actually had missed that the druid was in there. So we got another. That, that's that's four subclasses or four classes that we have in here so yeah, far. People are very confused why uh, Prismari don't have bards. Uh, I'll get into that in a moment when I describe okay. the different colleges. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mage of uh, Quandrix is just sorcerer and wizard. Um, and then we have Mage of Silver Quill, Bard, Warlock, Wizard, which, hello, thank you very much. That is me. Um, let's see. Uh, Mage of Witherbloom is Druid and Warlock. Those are two weird classes to see next to each other. I think that is, I think that's all. Did I do five of them yep, there? I think there's five. five and okay. there's five classes that all these subclasses are suited for. That's wild. So. Uh, let me get into the theme, the flavor yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of these colleges here to kind of explain why those classes in particular, except for Prismari, mm -hmm. would be chosen for those. Yeah. So first off, you got Lorehold. Uh, I described these guys last Friday as like the history jocks. They... <laughs> but by the way, we, there's a joke several times that we've had on Champions of Lore called a Lorehole, and like that's all I hear <laughs> with the name of this college i'm just like <laughs> y'all a bunch of lore holes <laughs> uh they they have little blurbs about each college and it's a lot easier than me trying to remember them off the top fly so lore hold with that hard d uh dedicated to the pursuit of history by conversing with ancient spirits and understanding the whims of time itself so Again, they're interested to see what happened in the history, and they'll do anything to do so, including summoning spirits to ask them questions. Uh, Prismari. The What's that? Oh, I was going to say, like, after you giving that description, I'm actually kind of amazed that it's wizard and not sorcerer. Sorcerer yeah. seems a little bit more there. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, Prismari. This is, this is the weird one. Dedicated to the visual and performing arts. And bolstered with the power of the elements. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It should like <laughs> I I would swap out wizard and put bard in there. So hilariously, uh, I was at work when this UA came out, and when I went on lunch, I realized I had fifty nine unread messages from my group chat. <laughs> and uh, a quick summary is essentially they were very upset that Prismari didn't have a bard subclass in there, or that bard couldn't take the Prismari one, and. They reasoned, and I kind of understand it, but still don't, um, is that bards don't really have access to too many elemental stuff. So? I know, right? I'm like, It's a different plane. Sure, okay, but, like, even Ravnica <laughs> gives you, like, spell lists that if you take a yeah, certain thing. Yeah, like, isn't that the whole point of having these wild subclasses is to change up what you do? Yeah, like, for the each one it's like you get oh yeah first level you get the the college here spells so they give you like extra spells that you could learn why not just give the yeah. bards elemental stuff but That'd yeah cool yeah oh, man i want an elemental bard now that sounds badass and like you make just beautiful things and you use art with your fire and water and ice and it's like how cool would that be though i will say that i i 
looking at this, I do want to make a Prismari druid who's just the emo kid that just like paints with flowers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like draws really beautiful landscapes. It's just like it's really just to hide the darkness of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Like John, it's eight AM. I don't know he what you want to he prove. He has a he has a crow on his shoulder. The crow's smoking. <laughs> um, up next is Quandrix College. They're the nerds of the bunch. I mean, the classic nerds, uh, dedicated to the study Nerd! and manipulation of nature's core mathematic principles. And I mean that in every sense of that word. I mean, like they're talking mm-hmm. about symmetry and just quantum physics and all that good stuff. Okay, because of that, again, it's the, like, I dare you wizards. I feel like it should just be a wizard subclass because sorcerers, come on. Mm -hmm. They just fell into it. Yeah. They didn't study this. Yeah. Let's be real. (laughs) Yeah. And in in Magic the Gathering, too, a lot of the cards are based off of literally doubling or, like, counters concepts where you just make things bigger. And it's it doesn't feel like a sorcerer thing. Mm-hmm. But I think they just kind of wanted to pick classes that they felt would work. And they're like, what's a full caster that would work with this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one. Yeah, that's fair. Is Silver Quill College uh, dedicated Woo! to the magic of words, whether encouraging speeches that uplift allies or piercing wit that derides foes. Yeah. Uh, when we were building our uh, Strixhaven draft, like, decks uh my buddy adam he's like oh yeah i have the click deck (laughs) (laughs) so uh (laughs) and it's it's great because a lot of the cards like there's this one common card where it's like oh yeah when she dies she actually gives someone else a plus one plus one counter like as if you took her out but she's gonna just move to the other people and talk shit about you (laughs) i love that (laughs) Because it's like spiteful something. I forgot what it is, but it's it's a fun card. That's so good. Uh, and the last one is Witherbloom College, dedicated to the alchemy of life and death and harnessing the devastating energies of both. Uh, All right. Yeah. What, my favorite commanders are actually from Witherbloom. There's this one guy who's who's essentially just, he's not a dean. He's not necessarily anything in particular, but he's like, he's a teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, I mean, you, it's not evil though. What I'm teaching it's, it's all depends on who's using it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's like teaching you how to do death stuff. Yeah. And then there's a groundskeeper who is part of Witherbloom who, uh, if you wish to be buried on campus, they will take your ashes and what have you and turn you into a tree. And I'm like, oh, that's that. fantastic. And she's a powerful commander. <laughs> nice. Uh, so it's like there's druids, dryads, all those kind of people in Witherbloom. Um, but yeah, those are the five colleges. And mm-hmm. I think they didn't necessarily... It's hard to explain, but I don't think the wizards... Uh, the D&D side of Wizards of the Coast really had a lot of connection with the magic side of Wizards of the Coast doing this ua i felt like they kind of just they were they were given something and they said work with it yeah uh because it's so funny because i follow a lot of magic the gathering people on youtube and it's interesting to see their concept of the D set coming up <laughs> oh interesting 
like this one guy I follow who's like been doing Magic the Gathering for years and has a huge following. He called the flump card that was spoiled flump. <gasps> the, the what? There's a. Oh, oh yeah, there's sorry. a flump no, card. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> I'm going to mythic spoilers. Oh my God. It's, it's a one in my... white. It's a jellyfish. <laughs> my boy. He's a flying defender. Um, and when he <gasps> dies, you and target player draw a card. And I just oh, remember that off the top of my head because I love Flump so much. But it's whenever a f- whenever it is dealt damage, yeah, you right. and target. Oh my god, I love him. He's two mana. He's a defender. Oh my god, he's my everything. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, this real. No, no, no. <laughs> like that card makes me want to build a two headed giant like game with the D and D set. Did you see that they spoiled Tasha's hideous laughter? And I need and it's it. Not a swamp. I need it. <laughs> it's uh, a perfect mill card. <laughs> each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until that player has exiled cards uh, with a total mana value of 20 or more. No, you don't need that. I do. No. I need it. No, you don't. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, I'm going to tell Spencer, don't fucking let that card in the house. <laughs> but uh, yeah, magic spoilers aside. <laughs> God damn it. It's been so interesting to see like the, the Magic the Gathering communities point of view on the D stuff and i haven't mm-hmm. really had a chance to to get an insight into the D community's insight into the magic stuff other than it's cool and if you're into it you're into it and that's kind of been that's really been the interesting thing that's kind of been what i've noticed is the reaction from most of the magic the gathering settings is that i'm just like yes it's coming and most people are like it's another setting mm-hmm. but apparently they're doing well enough because we've this is the third one we're getting. Yeah, and but I don't see as much th- as uh, as much enthusiasm over these setting books as opposed to like you know e- well Wild Mount. I mean that's the Critical Role fan base. Uh, <laughs> but even even like uh, um uh, Van Richten's guide to to Ravenloft. Like I felt like I saw someone tweet about that book every day up to release from when it was announced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that one was amped up beyond belief. And there are so many writers on there that were also talking about yeah. it nonstop. Whereas like these magic, the gathering settings, I feel like are kind of announced and then put out <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you get. Um, yeah. And so it, I feel like the team kind of, I feel like that because there's two different sides because uh, the D and I think was bought out and like into oh you mean Wizards. back in the day yeah way back in the day oh yeah yeah T- tsr went under and uh, uh wizards of the coast bought them mm-hmm. and if i remember correctly a bunch of the people from tsr came over to wizards yeah. like they didn't just buy the property and start afresh like they brought people over like i'm pretty sure perkins came with the tsr group mm-hmm. if i remember correctly yeah someone's yelling at their phone but i'm wrong <laughs> uh- <laughs> i just remember seeing that uh when they did that whole transition, there was almost like two sides to Wizards of the Coast. There was the, they're both nerds, but they're very separate. <laughs> yeah. And so if there was ever any, because uh, that's what the owner of the time of Wizards of the Coast wanted Dungeons and Dragons for, was they wanted yeah. to combine the two and just make them mesh and just sell them like crazy. But then it never came to fruition because the two sides couldn't necessarily work together. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad because it's like, we're getting that we're like three settings in here, but we have yet to, to really. <laughs> well, I mean, think about this. We're three magic settings in and we still don't have rules for planeswalkers. Yeah. 
we still don't have rules for like how actual magic works or magic the gathering stuff works in D&D because when you're sitting there with your library you're literally summoning creatures to fight for you and in D&D most of the time summoning is spirits mm-hmm. or uh, elementals or fey or something like that like yeah. no one's just like i summon in the ur dragon <laughs> <laughs> to fight for me and he's chill about it you know what though that that makes me that reminds me of something that same person who pointed out like who pronounced flump wrong right yeah he pointed out, like, I don't fully understand why uh, she's a planeswalker, because planeswalkers are supposed to have sparks. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. I will I will drop a little bit of lore here. Yeah. Um, so, in D&D, um, there is actually something called a spark, which is something divine entities have. Mm-hmm. Um, a spark is supposed to be like a divine spark, which is what gives them the ability to manipulate reality. Um, there's actually a whole thing uh, about how a few uh, demon lords were made by going and hunting down like a demigod and, you know, taking their spark for their own. Yeah. Um, so like there is a little bit there and it's Lulf, so it's a god. But, like, if they were, like, Minsk the Mighty, Planeswalker, I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, on one hand, it kind of makes sense that they didn't, in that sense, right? It makes, uh, it's understandable yeah. that they didn't make someone, like, Mordekainen a Planeswalker. Because he does literally walk planes. Yeah. And he does literally go throughout wow. where he the, wants. Does that, does that mean that they're saying that, like, Jace is uh, more of a powerful entity than Mordekainen? I, th- I don't think so. I just think they're different. <laughs> See, because here's the thing. At the end of the day, like, I'm, I enjoy having this conversation. This is actually the second time in five days that I've <laughs> had this conversation. Um, but um, it, at the end of the day, it's because that's how the game works. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hate to be that guy, but it's like, Lolf is a planeswalker because they needed planeswalkers in the set, and they were like, Lolf. Yeah. Um. And, you know, at, they don't have planeswalkers in the D&D setting because they're like, you can't play one. Screw it. Doesn't matter. Um, but I am, like, a little disappointed by that. Um, because I feel like there are points of lore that they could have hit on with that. And mm-hmm. I do feel like that there is a way to have gone about doing um, the the magic, uh, or the D&D magic system in uh, Magic the Gathering without ruining everything. Um but like even even like the cards themselves, like you 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 could easily just be like, uh, well, uh, oh, Ed Greenwood one time put out lore that said that uh, uh, certain characters in the Forgotten Realms are considered what's called an anchor, and anchors can go throughout the multiverse and pull the weave with them. Make those characters wow. are the planeswalkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like that. That was his explanation for why uh, Elminster could come to Earth, like here Earth with us, and still use Fireball because the weave because is still he's, with him. Yes. Oh. Um, and he's he's talked about how there are several characters throughout the Forgotten Realms that are these anchors. Just use those. Yeah. That, that, there's your, there's your, there's your quote unquote planeswalkers, yeah. but um. See, like, it's that kind yeah. of stuff that I'm talking about. Like, 
with minimal <laughs> like just conversations happening between the two sides because that's kind of yeah. what this feels like with this ua is that it was yeah. like an email went out saying hey give us a lowdown of the colleges and then they did <laughs> they, they sent a wiki link back yeah <laughs> instead of like a conversation i felt like it was just like a couple emails back and forth and that's yeah. it like they didn't actually yeah. i mean like you know covid forbid sit in the same room together but well like, yeah yeah they yeah. didn't have a zoom sit meeting in the together. same zoom call yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> like that's kind of what it's feeling especially that prismari doesn't isn't with the bard class and and uh, to be fair, this is a UA. Um, I don't think the survey is out yet. Not yet. No. But I mean, that could easily change. I think that is at least one change I could see happening. Um, but look at looking at mechanics a little bit here for a moment because mm-hmm. this is something that I really wanted to talk about. <sighs> we'll get to does this system work later, but they talk about they they talk about it in a way where it's like hinting at how multi-classing works and it doesn't make a lick of damn sense oh like <laughs> at all because uh so each one each one of the abilities underneath a mage like lore hold spells it says underneath it level one plus mage of lore hold feature okay do you want me to, to explain what that means here yeah 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 go okay. for it go for it so there's a very long and complicated and convoluted paragraph, a couple of them, explaining how to do this. And yeah. in the end, it's just explaining what they've done when they initially built the class system within their book. Um, yeah. But they did it in a very complicated way. So basically, <laughs> uh, if you look at any of like the classes, like tables... You know, like page two on next to the art where it's like, oh, yeah, here's like the bard table, for example. Uh, You'll see that they have features listed there at certain levels. Uh, So when it's saying like the lore hold, you can be a bard. So using this subclass at level one, uh, you will get lore hold spells and ancient companion. Mm -hmm. The level one plus just is the requirement. You need to be at least level one, mm-hmm. meaning you could multi-class. And when you take this level into this class and <laughs> subclass, you could take this and mm-hmm. you, you meet the requirement by being whatever level you are. So yeah. when it comes down to the later stuff, when it says like, oh, yeah, lessons of the class level six plus mage of Lorehold feature. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're following along and you're looking at the bard table. It says right there, sixth level, you get counter charm and bard college feature. Mm-hmm. So when you're level six, or if you multiclassed a further level in that class itself, you're going to get that college feature, the lessons of the past. The fun part is when you're getting into war echoes, for example, uh, it's the level 10 mage of lore hold feature. Now, if you're following along, and you're like, okay, cool. Looking at the bard table, going down to level 10, you'll realize it does not say bard college feature. Oh, God. So. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, yeah, this was part of that 59 text conversation. <laughs> so the fun thing. I was looking at it for a different reason. This is yeah. now breaking me more. Yeah. So um, this is something that people ha- hadn't necessarily realized. Unless you're like a min maxer and you really look at how to play like 
quote, you know, the most efficient character, what have you. Uh, Hi, Mr. B. Dave Walters. <laughs> you'll notice that bards only get a total of three college features, where basically everyone else gets at least four. Hmm. Uh, the reasoning that uh, at least Spencer liked to tell me uh, was that <laughs> at level there was 10. So much attitude in that. <laughs> at level 10, uh, bards get magical secrets, which means you get to pick mm-hmm. spells from any class whatsoever. Mm. So they pretty mm. much replaced mm. your ability to have a specific college feature with a thing that every bard gets. And on one hand, I'm like, that's neat. Magical secrets is a cool thing. But on the other hand, like if I'm going full just sword bard, why why do I need another spell? Sword bard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I would have loved to have a feature specific to my subclass rather than just getting more spells if I wasn't going that route. But that's a different conversation. <laughs> but yeah, so so, so, that's... so does this mean that like when they would get their third, if you were just a bard, you're just one of these colleges, you would at that level get two features? No, they specify that. They said, what? for example, if you're a bard, go all the way down to 14th level and it says Bard College feature. Now, they specify at the beginning of this that when you level up and you reach a spot where you're able to choose from among multiple features, you can only choose one. So, as a bard, oh, wow. you now have an option between War Echoes or History's Whims. And you choose huh. one of those to get for your 14th level college feature. Huh. Sorry to sound like a Minecraft villager right now. (laughs) Yeah, so that's pretty much how that works. And the the level requirement is what those mean right after the name there. Man, that one thing has made me not like this as much. Yeah, and I, I keep telling this to my buddy Marcos. Like, when this survey comes out, tell them. Yeah. Well, so so the thing that stuck out to me about it with the like the six plus and whatnot was actually the part where they're like, when you pick this subclass, you pick a class that you are picking it with. Mm -hmm. So let's say that I am. Say I'm a wizard. Um, I get I get my third level school thing. I choose to be silver quill. Yeah. Uh, Then I decide that I'm going to multi-class. Um three times into bard mm-hmm. well you cannot that, pick at, silver quill i cannot pick silver quill for my next one i could pick what's wild is i could technically pick a second college with the bard yeah um but you could double major. i would <laughs> yeah but if i was said bard um even though I am level six, I'm only level three in a in the wizard, so I wouldn't get the level six thing for Silver Quill. And it's it, it feels messy. Yeah. For that. Um and I don't know what the right answer would be there. Um, because let's be honest, multiclassing in fifth edition has kind of been a mess always. Um, yeah, it's, I've seen I've seen six. I've, we've seen success. I, I know of some builds that are really good. But overall, 
Mm. Yeah, for mm. for for the every man who doesn't want to be that hyper efficient like min max machine, multi classing yeah. is messy, and yeah. that's just kind of the truth of it. You might say it's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get through it with a straight face. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, one way that they could fix that is get rid of the specific college requirement. And if you are, for example, going into another college, you can just make that like, well, instead of saying specifically barred college feature, you could just be Strixhaven college feature if you take Mm -hmm. that subclass. So if you do multi-class, you can choose which college to level up in. As long as you meet the requirement, it should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're level 14, right? You should be able to take a level 10 feature. But like at the same time, like it, because you're multi-classing, you're already setting off like where you are in your level up thing. Mm-hmm. So where you should be getting that feature, you aren't technically there yet. So again, it, it, it was another thing where I'm just like, it's it, it made multi-classing even messier than it already was. Yeah. So that like reading that, I was just like, well, I mean, that would just keep me on my just one class ever <laughs> route for good. Yeah. Um, but what what is because again, like I said, this is a game changer because we've never had classes before or subclasses that by name, by ability, can be used through different classes. I mean, we we had the UA that had the 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 psionic one back in the day that was just I <laughs> I still don't know what to make of that UA where it was like here's three psionic subclasses for three different classes that all use the same verbiage that isn't found anywhere else in any other book. It, it still hurts my head. They tried to make um, a class without making a class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and. I think like the thing that's that's weird for me is that on the surface, I really like this idea, but then I really start thinking about it, and I'm like, this makes you a little worse at being a bard. Mm-hmm. Like, on the other hand, though, as a bard, this is not new to you. Every subclass of bard is this way. Like, well, it it doesn't. None of these play with your bardic inspiration. I know that's that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the thing about this funny thing is that the reason why certain subclasses are for each class specifically is because it's supposed to mm-hmm. mesh and synergize with your actual class. Yeah. Whereas this one, I just I don't know if going about with the cl- subclasses is the right choice. But I mean, it would have been it would have been so hard to not only make this as a class. But also have variety because I think that's the big reason behind it. I, I was touching on it a little while ago about how we said these we were talking about backgrounds because you would need variety in a party. Yeah. Um. Like now you can have an all silver quill college with at least three different classes in it doing different things. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, like th- for a warlock. This removes your uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's not the pact, is it the pact? I can't remember because you 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 make you have the 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 deal at the beginning, but then like you get like 
Pact of the Blade or something or or like that. Like this is removing that. Oh, give me one quick second. I can answer that. Yeah, for yeah. Pact Boon. Pact Boon. Right? No. Yeah. You know, well, you know, otherworldly patron feature. That's the thing. It's removing that. So you're again, you're less of a warlock. What's weird um, about it, it? I didn't even think about that. It, the concept of the warlock, because they have warlocks in Magic: The Gathering, but they never explain like how the warlocks work necessarily. Mm-hmm. But like warlocks in D and D is explained. Yeah. And so this is replacing the patron. Mm-hmm. So you're getting your. I mean, I guess technically the dragon would be your patron. If you want to go into semantics. Yeah. Because I can't think it's like it's not because you're not your patron isn't the college itself because the college itself doesn't give you power. But all of the dragons are alive that created the colleges and they hang around. Yeah. So maybe that's it. It's a little wonky. I don't know. I didn't think about that. And, so <laughs> and then at the same time, like. Um, like let, let's take a look at uh, what, what's this one? It's uh, Lorehold. You get you get the ancient companion. If you did it by college, you have four players running around with ancient companions. <laughs> and 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 that and that's where it starts to get weird for me because while we get the variety of having the different classes in there, the Strixhaven part of it we're getting repeated. Yeah. Like, you would almost have to build it as, okay, not only are we all different classes, we're also all different colleges, because otherwise it, we'd just have a lot of, we'd have a little too much of sameness, mm-hmm. which is weird, considering, like, I would say you could have a party of three bards, and they're all completely different, but I almost feel like because of this choice, you would have three bards who feel exactly the same. Well... I mean, that's the way that D&D is kind of designed is the class itself is kind of like the cookie cutter outline and the subclass yeah. is what's in the middle. You know, the the yeah. clothes the gingerbread man has. It's it's like the, the subclass determines everything else. It's just the class itself mm-hmm. is what shape the cookie cutter is in. And so if you're if 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 I'm sticking with this metaphor, um, the Strixhaven subclasses, it's like you could have whatever cookie cutter shape you want but they would all have the same clothes. They would all mm-hmm. be the same colors. They would all be the same yeah. thing that whatever you decided to decorate with. It's so even though this only pops up like four, three to four times in the entire level up process, you still build your character kind of around it. Yeah. Because yeah. the concept of like, you're a bard. Well, you could be any kind of bard you want, sure, but that's really determined by what flavor of subclass you're going with. Because a bard mm-hmm. of valor is very different from a bard of lore. Yeah. I mean, that's that's going to influence, you know, again, the feat guy over here. Like, I, I'm going to, the influences what feats I'm going mm-hmm. to take, depending on what type of bard I'm going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that that's a that's an excellent point, because it's just, D&D really does uh, invite, like, creating different characters and this is kind of almost the first time where we've seen where it did the opposite of that yeah because like yeah like i said i i i saw this i mean you can see my original film like this is a freaking game changer holy crap and it is 
But now, like, the more I've had time to think about it, the more that, I mean, even just here talking with you, like, I'm a little, I'm, I am less enthused about it. Mm -hmm. Um, because I almost feel like, like there, there's, there's one of them here. Lessons of the past. It's for Lorehold. Through your studies, you've learned how to better listen and take to heart the teachings of history. When you uh, when you bond with your ancient companion, you gain the following additional benefits depending on the type of spirit you choose, which is healer, sage, or warrior. If we had more of this throughout each one where it was choosing, and I, like, I do see that there's some of them that are like that, but if there was more choice where instead of it being like at level one you all get this or if if it, instead it was like at level one pick between these three yeah and there were options within the subclass that were permanent i think that would lend itself better to the way that this feels like it should work Mm -hmm. Um, and then there could be more room for customization because I, I would worry in that they'd be like, well, this is clearly you're supposed to take this one and then this one and then this one. Yeah. But it'd be cool if you could you could switch up what it is so you did have more of that variety. Because even with that, even with that one that I just said, that still everyone has an ancient companion. It just does something a little different. But if I could choose not to have the ancient companion, if I could choose to have something else that reflected the college as well that would be really cool i i th there would be a lot more variety in that and would have a better opportunity to have everyone from one college mm -hmm. uh which uh, by the way i'm going to insert here uh we my whole group was very upset that the academics was made before this book was even announced oh, that really? we knew that there was going to be a magic school thing <laughs> and that's our whole shtick um well it's adventuring school but still um but yeah, like that's that is I think that's what what's sticking with me is where it's like it in it's opening things up to more classes, but in doing so it's making those classes more samey. Yeah. But I I I think the thing that I want to ask you here to, as we're getting towards the end of the show is what do you what would you, what's something cool that you could see being done with this in the future? Not strictly Strixhaven. Um, do you, do you see another time where having subclasses that can be done with multiple main classes being interesting and cool? So with the concept of how the subclasses is what makes the character different, I don't think they should keep with that line of thinking. I, th mm. I really like, I, I talk up Ravnica a lot, but that's because it's a good book. Like yeah, game design wise too. It's a good book. Yeah. Like how they set up the different guild factions and how they affect your character is some of the best things I've ever seen when it comes to you're part of a faction. This is what happens because yeah. of that. Like you're influenced yeah. by both being in it and they're influenced by you. And it was adding more onto what you were already picking. Yeah. Which felt nice. Like if you're in Demir, for example. Demir is a classic spy rogue kind of faction, if you're not familiar with Ravnica. Mm -hmm. If you are part of Demir, you have access to a spell list on top of things. Mm -hmm. If you have the spellcasting feature, you have access to this. Just period. The only prerequisite yeah. is that you have spellcasting or pact magic. There's no level 
there's nothing like that. And so it's when you join Demir, you get that. And you also get a new cantrip and they have like suggested characteristics that can help you figure out what a Demir person is. And they also tell you like how you can play through that. And then beyond that, Mm -hmm. they go into the ranking system, like rank and renown, which they've tried so much. (laughs) I will say try because I don't think they've ever been so successful with it. No. Because no one really uses it. No one I know, at least. Yeah, it's because it feels weird assigning an arbitrary number to letting your players do something. And I know it's a game. We got numbers all over the place. But, like, it's like, well, because it it comes down to this. It's like, well, you could have gotten help if you did a few more missions. And then they just do missions to do missions to get the renown. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, we just kind of wasted time. Nothing really mattered. You just did that for a number. Yeah. And so I... If they come onto a system that really actually helps them affect how that faction grows with them, aside from round like renown, mm-hmm. I think they could come up with something like a, a subclass. Because like instead yeah, of the the trinkets that you can get or like the money that you can get from being part of the faction or the standing <laughs> reputation, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you could actually gain power and skills, mm-hmm. it might be worth it more. Well, the, one of the other wild things that I thought about while we were talking that that high the 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 hypothesis I get or the I don't know what I, words are dumb tonight. They are. Um, where it's like the you, you got the wizard, you you take at uh, at third level, you get the the silver quill. Then you take three levels in bard. Then you're like, you know what? I'm gonna be this college instead also. But like y'all have been out in the freaking mountains for like a year. And but you're suddenly like, nope, I'm uh, I'm this college now, and I've got all this stuff. Like it, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, not to mention, uh, <laughs> Strixhaven is one of those uh, settings that we actually haven't gotten much beyond the school. Yeah, and in the setting itself, uh, in the game itself, like they did the big like Harry Potter moment of oh, there's a big bad happening, and well, the yeah. hero saved the day. Yeah. Like, are they going to suggest things like that again for like, here's adventures you can do? Or are they going to be like, here's the rest of the plane? <laughs> I doubt that. You know, I doubt that heavily. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's, it's one of the few settings in magic that we literally have gotten only a corner of the actual place <laughs> mm-hmm. as opposed to. Well, like, see, the whole I, thing. what I would think would be absolutely wild of them to do would to be like okay you join silver quill you choose this at level one it doesn't matter what class you are congratulations you have spell casting yeah i i don't care how chaotic that is like even do it where it's just like if you're part of this school your spell casting modifier is charisma if you're part of this school your skill uh spell casting modifier is intelligence this one's wisdom do whatever the heck you want with that but i think it would be freaking wild where you're like 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 think because they, they said uh lorehold is like the the the, the jocks right yeah i want to be a fighter yeah i want to be a fighter and just like be like, no, I do spells too, but I also hit stuff really hard. How's your spell work? Not great, but I can do it. <laughs> I didn't focus on that studies. I uh, yeah, I, I hung out in PE a lot, <laughs> and and that and that could endorse that player to want to go the Eldritch Knight route 
and now they actually have more ability to do spells because they went to freaking magic school for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They actually did it. They sent away to the trade school. Yeah. And they did it. <laughs> I like to imagine that level one, you get pretty much like what you'd get as a race background feature where it's like you can cast this thing once per day. Yeah. Why not just do that for these for Strixhaven? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I, I mean, I actually think a bigger game changer for me would have been a background that matters past level one. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, uh, when you take this background, you get this. At level six, you get this. At level twelve, you get this. At level eighteen, you get this. Background features that also level up, similar to cantrips. Yeah. Which would be really cool because this is like yeah. the background specifically with Strixhaven 2 isn't just your background. You're in it. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that would still keep in the, the game concept where it's like, well, how do we put numbers yeah. to this? And it takes out the rank and renown where you have to like the DM is it's all on them to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think it would just happen naturally as you progress, because as you're progressing, you're doing things, obviously. So, yeah, you'd get rank and renown regardless. So I think I th honestly, I think doing the whole like background feature adjustment, <laughs> putting all this stuff, not all of it, but most of this stuff into the background feature concept. I think that'd be neat. Yeah, because then you could still yeah. be you. You could still be specifically you. And as you get more powerful, you're also more towards that college, mm -hmm. which I think would be neat. Yeah, and, but at the like, and I, and I kind of understand why they're doing that because, like, the other thing that I just realized, which is also kind of wild now, if these are the subclasses and these are the only classes that can take the colleges. On this plane, you've eliminated a bunch of classes, unless you do what you were saying, where you expand the world outside the colleges. If we don't get more info about, like, a city or something, like, why are there fighters? Why are there paladins? Why is there yeah. anything else? Clerics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, barbarians. You know, like all the cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want a barbarian in Silver Quill. Oh my he God. hits really hard, but also he just really loves his words. Yeah. <laughs> a barbarian in Prismari. Like, the idea of oh my channeling God, that yes. rage into art. <laughs> you know? I love it. I love it so much. And um, I just want to point out, like, a total aside. These, the actual things in here are actually pretty neat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like we didn't like, go over like, them at like, all, would... but just blanket statement, they're pretty cool. Like I actually really like I the Prismari stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we're like shitting on it right now, but that's because we're thinking like, you know, high concept like mechanics wise. The stuff in here is really freaking cool. Yeah. Like I I you know, again, I was shit on the 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 uh, ancient companion or whatever, but they're really neat. They're really cool. And I do think there's a lot of really good stuff here. Mm-hmm. But I, I also am thinking about it, you know, down the road listener in the future that decided to listen to this and realize that I lied to them at the beginning of it. And I didn't <laughs> give them as much stuff to go on that they need right now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it, it's I, I, and I'm, I'm just thinking about where this could go, because like 
I'm sitting. I asked that question. I'm like, where do you see this being used somewhere else? I can't think of it. It's heavily reliant on the background being not just your background, but your current identity. Yeah, like I could see this being done as something like you know, uh, I don't know, like like Matt. Okay, I, I like think about the Death Knight from WoW. Yes, I know I've been playing a lot of WoW recently. <laughs> it's on my mind. Um, like the Death Knight. Like if you had something where it's like you had a campaign where there was some kind of like cursed undead thing, and they bring you back, and you have your class, but you're also this Death Knight thing. Mm-hmm where you all have similar powers and stuff like that. I could see something like that working um, and it being restricted to what class and when, but yeah, the more I think about the more, I don't, I don't know if I want that. Yeah. Huh. It's this is not where I thought I'd end up. Yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> concept because like the idea of your background is supposed to be that it's not supposed to stay with you and determine how your character acts for the next session because your background is just where you came from. Um, mm-hmm. But this is instilling the idea that like your background is your class. Yeah. Which is an interesting take, but I don't think one that five E had lent itself to at all in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I mean, it's going to be interesting how they're going to kind of cobble this together into a book. I'm very interested to see how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And we got like, Five months to yeah. wait, so. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to remember Strixhaven by then because all the D&D set will be out and then the set after that yep. and the set after that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, oh, yeah, there was that college. And like, it'll be it'll be interesting. <laughs> hmm. It will. Um, well, I uh, I think that's kind of all I got on this, because, yeah, like I said, I can't think of another time that I would I would want something like this to show up. Um but again, I'm very much interested in this one. I would be interested in playing at least a few games of a session set in, or of a campaign set in Strixhaven to see how this goes, to see how wrong I am. Yeah. Um and cuz I do despite not buying the set because I'm saving all of my money I know I'm going to spend on that freaking Forgotten Realm setting. Um I I do think that Strixhaven is one of the more interesting settings that they have made uh, for Magic the Gathering in quite a bit. I'm glad that they went somewhere new instead of bouncing around to all these other places or just going somewhere that I just legit had no care about in any way, shape, or form. I mean, like the past couple <laughs> years have been like the return to the return to Ravnica and like yes. the return to the back to Innistrad and like <laughs> yeah. don't forget about Kaladesh and they, four and times they, and. <laughs> And they, and they made that the island setting with the dinosaurs when I just did not care about any of that. Oh, <laughs> like right now, I'm cool. like, I'm right now. I'm just like dinosaurs are sick. Let's go. Yeah. And that's not in there anymore now. Yeah, like like just straight up the Ixalan setting was really neat because <laughs> yeah, it was so different. I know, I, I've I've noticed how many things I totally missed out on that. That that that's the Zendikar set for me all over because I stopped playing Magic at one point right as Zendikar dropped. Ah. Missed out on so many good cards yep. I could have gotten. <laughs> Um, but you got any uh, last thoughts before we uh, wrap this one up? Um, like I mentioned, despite all our grievances and, and takes on this, uh, actually read the UA because there's a lot yes. of really fun, flavorful things in here. Like straight up, just the kinetic artistry like feature 
for the prismari is my favorite thing like oh yeah you Mm -hmm. dash and then flames wreath your steps and it's like if you force a creature within five feet you make a deck save if not they take fire damage because you're running past them (laughs) yeah i'm like that's so cool gotta go fast and it's like it's so cinematic and it's very flavorful and despite everything it's still fun yep um Mm -hmm. and as always if if the time so fits for you do the survey (laughs) yes as always yeah but yeah uh go go back to something you said there at the beginning don't read, read for yourself. Yeah. Don't listen to some content creators about what they make your decision on that. Like, go read for yourself. Yeah. You may read and be like, these, these people are stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they talking about? Yeah. Um. Hmm? That's it. That's all, that's all I got. Oh. Uh, just read okay. it. And yeah, it might sound confusing, but just power through it and just realize it's just a subclass. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, well, I think that is going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support it is by leaving a review on your podcast service of choice. I really cannot stress how much that helps. It really does. Thank you to everyone who has left a review and whatnot. Uh, even if you just hit that five stars thing and left it be there, appreciate you. Uh, if you have uh, any topic suggestions, questions, or anything of that kind, you can send those into difficultyclass at gmail.com, and we'd love to take a look at them. If you'd like to keep up to date on the show, you can follow it on Twitter at difficultyclass. You can follow myself and my far too many podcasts that I work on at the Trevor. There is an A hiding in there. Allie, where can they find you? Find me at AllieBug321 on Twitter or Ruby Roamers on Twitter as well, the uh, actual play game that I DM. Yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. Thanks. It's fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so go do all of that. But until next week, have a good game.